Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Today's Tuesday. It is the 13th. We are 12 days away from Christmas. Hope everybody's having a great week so far. You are closing those deals and you are forcing the decision to be made. If you haven't checked out yesterday's episode, basically the focus of this week should be getting that person to make a decision. Okay. When you think about there's the AIDA, attention, interest, decision, and then action. The decision needs to be made, then follow that up with the action. But this is when decisions start getting made. You need to push it. So good luck for the rest of the week pushing uh, to get those decisions. And hopefully you can get those uh, deals done, get them across the goal line, and hit your commissions, get your get your dollars, and uh, continue moving on and on as we get to 2023. So Thank you so much again to everybody who's been listening. Another big week of downloads. I really do appreciate everybody, each and every person who's listening. I'm going to ask you again to just, like I do every day, keep sharing. Share this with like-minded individuals. Reach out to one person, at least one person. Share this episode. Have a conversation on the topic of the day and see what the other person thinks. It doesn't take a long time. I know that in the sales world, every single person has got a few people that they talk to on a daily basis, whether it be colleagues, whether it be mentors, just to have a conversation. Hey, what do you think about this? And just see where it leads, where it goes. That person you're talking to could have an idea that could help you in your business. The only thing I'm giving out is is mostly experiences of mine and then generic ideas because I can't be in every one of your businesses. So there's there's nuances to every sales cycle. There's nuances to every product, every buyer's market. But all in all, the main point is what I'd like for you to share with other people. Download the episode. And if you want to uh, go a step further and you want to reach out to me, reach out to Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. You can do a free strategy call. Right now, there's two different uh, courses going on. There's the Sales Builder Academy. Those are people who are new to sales, new to outside sales, new to an industry, new product. There's a lot of change and they want to kickstart their territory and they want to grow as quickly as possible with the right systems and processes. I can help you go along the way. And then there's the sales escape plan. If you are looking for the next move in your career. So if you've been in the industry for a while and you're looking at your next move, you don't know if you want to be in the field. Maybe you want to be in management. Maybe you want to be a sales trainer. Maybe you want to leave, go start your own business, buy a franchise, start a side hustle, whatever it may be. um, I can help. So let's have a conversation and see if any of those ideas are something you want to pursue further. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. So topic of the day is about pivoting. And so right now I kind of believe the hay is in the barn. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Q4 probably next week, but very briefly at this point, you kind of know where you stand in Q4. Okay. And the hay is kind of in the barn. Now, if you just started a new position or you started late and you didn't get a full year to kind of build your pipeline, I understand that you're kind of behind the eight ball and you're trying to catch up. It's like running downhill. You just want to make sure you pick your feet up and you're just going as fast as possible so you don't tumble over. I get it. I've been there before. One of the last uh, W-2 positions that I had, I started at the end of October. My first day in the field was October 26th. So I was behind the eight ball. I was running downhill and I was trying to sell units very quickly. And so I was looking for that low-hanging fruit. 
So other than that, good luck out there for Q4. I'm going to start shifting towards the mindset of 2023 um, and what you should be preparing in, in one portion of your mind. You should be thinking about 2023. I understand. Look, I have been there. I understand that you are intent and focused on Q4 about hitting your quota and all of that. I get it. But if you just solely focus on that every waking moment of your day, you're going to go crazy. You have to have a few moments out of the day where you decompress and you think of something else. That is when you start thinking about 2023. I'm not talking about when you're in front of uh, buyers, when you're talking about decisions and and taking action and, and buying decisions. No, when you're closing and when you're talking to somebody, that is full time to go all in on 2023 and Q4. What I'm talking about is if there's a break at night, start looking ahead, okay? And one of the things that you can start doing is focusing on if 2023 did not go the way that you thought it was going to go. It doesn't mean it was a failure, but if it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go, okay? Now is the great is a great time to pivot. Put your foot in the ground and go in a different direction, okay? Because just applying the same plan is not going to generate a different result. You have to have a different plan. You have to tweak it. You have to alter it. You have to change it. And if you don't, you're just going to get the same result. And when I talk with sales professionals and I've, I've talked with sales executives and they just said, well, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing. You know, we think it works. We just need to execute. Okay. Well, if there's a problem in executing a plan, that means your plan isn't working. It's funny when I think of sports and I hear coaches at the press conference and they said, Hey, what happened today, coach? And the coach says, well, we didn't play our, we didn't play uh, you know, Maryland style football, or we didn't play the type of football that the Chicago bears are used to playing. It just makes me laugh because 95% of the time when you hear that, the reason why you couldn't play your quote unquote game, and I was just throwing this, those teams out there in the school, I hope you don't get upset with me. I was just trying to grasp it at a team. Whenever you hear a coach say, yeah, we just didn't play good, good so-and-so ball today. We, we didn't play the type of ball we're capable of. Okay, well, that's because the other team stopped you from doing that. You realize that, you know, I heard this one time where, uh, my, my college football team is Clemson. I'm in a Clemson family. My sister, my older sister went to Clemson. So I started rooting for them in the nineties. So there were some lean years. Trust me. There was some brutal Clemson football years of six and six and, you know, just brutal trying, trying to get to like the music city bowl. And then of course there was the national championship years, which were glorious. So, um, but I got off track. Oh, there was a, the reason why I was talking about this. So I, I, there was a couple years ago and Clemson had a, a very narrow win against, uh, I think it was Syracuse. And after the game, they asked Syracuse coach, you know, coach, how do you think the game went today? And he said, well, we just didn't play Syracuse football. You know, we, we, we shot ourselves in the foot. You know, we turned the ball over, you know, that's not like us. <laughs> and I'm laughing because at the time there was like four first round draft picks 
on the offensive line or defensive line and like seven guys went to go play in the NFL. That is the reason why they created the turnovers. It wasn't because you didn't do anything. It was because the other team was better. Okay. And, you know, coaches are very, coaches sometimes are like sales executives. Okay. And sometimes they're like sales reps. You convince yourself that as long as you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to be successful. But when you try to execute X, Y, and Z, and you go out there in the market, and the market doesn't allow you to do your plan, that means you have to come up with a new plan. You can't just try to, quote unquote, execute it better. It's just like those college football teams, the NFL football teams, and it can be any sport. Whenever you hear a coach, and I'll be honest, every time you hear it now, you're not going to be able to think of anything else except for this conversation. You'll hear a coach say, well, we just didn't play so-and-so ball. Well, we didn't play up to our capabilities. We didn't play blah, blah, blah. Yes, I will give that 5% of the time. I do think that there are teams that just kind of throw up on themselves. They commit silly penalties. They commit silly turnovers, you know, just random things like dropping balls. Yes, I get that. Okay. But 95% of the time, it is an external factor that is not allowing you to execute your plan. And it just kills me that when that happens, people continue with the same plan. Okay. Today, you need to examine if you didn't hit your numbers this year, you need to pivot and come up with a new plan. If you came close to hitting your goal, you need to pivot and come up with a new plan. If you hit your goal, but you left a lot on the table, you need to come up with a new plan. The goal in sales is to dominate. It's not to skate by. It is to dominate. Now, when I say dominate, sometimes that doesn't afford people to be one, two, three in the rankings. Okay. Dominating in Kansas City, Missouri, excuse me, is different than dominating in Los Angeles. If you are dominating in Los Angeles, you should be 10x the revenue of the rep in Kansas City. But the Kansas City rep, you can still dominate based on what you inherited and your market. What is your market cap? What is the potential for you to get business? What is your market share? If you start in Kansas City and there's a way to track this, I know I've worked for a couple companies that tracked market share. If your market share, if you don't three to five X your market share in the first year, that's not dominating. You need to make an impact where the other, where your competition notices and says something. This happened to me. I took over a ridiculously failing territory. It was laughable compared to the rest of the country, how poor this market was doing, especially since it was in Charlotte, which Charlotte, North Carolina is, from what I've heard statistically, supposed to be a top 10 to 15 market in the country. 
And yet this was almost dead last in the company. There was about 50 sales reps. It was almost dead last. That doesn't make any sense. This company tracked market share. And that is how, that is that was one big factor on how people were ranked and how people made money on their commission dollars. And so with one of the big products we had, it was our number one product. It was the biggest uh, revenue generator for our product. I think it was like $2,000 a prescription. It was an oral antibiotic. When I started, my market share was 1%. When I left, my market share was 18%. Now, this also included generics. So it wasn't just branded. And generics was a massive, massive... The the branded was about 45% of the market share. And there was, there was no way we could, that was including primary care. I was only calling on dermatologists. That was including primary care doctors, internal medicine, anywhere where generic doxycycline was prescribed, it was still in our bucket. So I went from 1% to 18%. I took away 15% market share from my number one competitor. I took 3% market share away from he was technically a competitor, but not really in, in our bucket. But I took 3% away from one and I took 15% market share away from another. That guy was really not happy with me. Although we did turn out to be uh, you know, mutual colleagues in the industry. And from time to time, we'll see each other. But he came up to me and was like, what are you doing? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, how are you doing what you're doing? I said, I, I don't know. There's no secret sauce. It just came up with a plan. I was, consi- I was uber, I'm uber consistent about it. And the results are, the results are what they are. I'm very, I'm crystal clear with what I expect from somebody when I talk to them. There is no, when, when I talk to a buyer, there is no confusion on what to do. I'm very direct And it's very clear exactly what I expect from them. Again, it goes back to AIDA. I've got their attention. They seem interested. I ask for the decision. And then I tell them the course of action that they can take. And that's when they need to take it. And I do that consistently. It also comes around identifying the right people to call on. I don't treat everybody the same, nor should you. There are no two buyers that are identical. Okay. So you need to focus on what you need to focus on what is the most important thing to you in 2023. I know I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but my point is that the dominating is what you should be focusing on. Okay. It doesn't matter if you are doing well, if you are leaving opportunities on the table. You're cheating yourself. You have no idea if that company is going to change their pay plan. In fact, I've talked to a couple people where uh, one of my one of my uh, buddies, who's a very high earner, his company is cutting his pay uh, significantly next year. I'll leave it at that. And it's going to happen when somebody else is controlling your pay. 
you are going to have to do everything you can to dominate. You can't, oh, I'll just wait till next year. Or I'll wait till next quarter. Or I'll, I'll just, you know, I won't focus on this because I need to show growth later. You don't know when later is going to be. And you don't know when opportunity is going to poke its head around the corner and say, hey, it's going to start waving at you. So you need to pivot right now and figure out you might have 90% of your process is working great, but I guarantee you there's 10% that is not. And just so you are aware, I have flaws in my process. I am working on those daily. I have a lot of moving parts in my businesses. And because of that, there's a lot of areas that can fall flat. And I'm also learning things. The more customers that come on board, the more the more issues start to pop up that I never even expected, never even thought of. So I have to alter my plan. I have to pivot. I can tell you that because of my experiences, because of the mindset of not being afraid of change, I can pivot very quickly. Mentally, physically, I can pivot very quickly. And that is a skill that I believe every single sales professional and business professional needs to grow, needs to nurture, the ability to pivot. You can start today, examine your business process. If you are not making waves to where your competition is noticing, if you are not making waves to where your company is outwardly recognizing what you're doing, and I'm not talking about getting on stages because there are a lot of opportunities where you don't get on stages, but you have dominated your market. That is what you should be focusing on in 2023. You should be focusing on building out your process. So you can dominate your market. And if one of your goals is to make President's Club or get on stage, what have you, great. But the first thing you have to do is figure out how can I maximize the opportunities that I have today? Don't worry about any other markets. I have never worried about what the rep in Fort Lauderdale was doing, what the rep in Texas was doing, what the rep in Los Angeles was doing. Because those markets are not Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina's market is dominated by rural towns. Statesville, Hickory, Shelby, Gastonia, Ashboro, Monroe, Salisbury, Cornelius, Concord, Mountain Island, Belmont. I could go on and on. Those are small rural towns. I've ridden with reps in Atlanta. I've ridden with reps in Texas. I've ridden with reps in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> it is not the same market. That's okay. I don't hold myself to their standards, even though my companies do. And that's what you have to understand. You need to do what is best for your market to dominate. Forget about what somebody else in another territory is doing. Forget about your quote unquote lack of resources. Stop complaining. Don't give yourself an excuse. You have the ability to dominate your market. 
You just have to come up with a better plan. And that plan is about finding the right people, focusing on having the buyer's meetings at the right times in the right environment, taking the right course of action, and having the right frequency of calling on them, nurturing the relationship, and pulling through. It's that simple. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it is simple. Sales is very simple. To quote the author, and sales expert, Andy Paul. Sales is simple. It doesn't mean it's easy. The best way you can make it easy is by starting to think about what your plan is for 2023, how you're going to adjust, how are you going to pivot, and then moving in the direction of dominating. That is what your focus should be, to dominate. And when you dominate, you then will hit all of your goals. Don't chase, don't create actions to chase goals. Take actions to create behaviors and mindset. Your behaviors and mindset should be your behaviors is to work efficiently and optimized. Your mindset is I need to dominate. How do I dominate my market? Right now, I'm on the verge of hopefully crossing my fingers in the next week or so, closing a deal to finally open our first uh, Restore Hyper Wellness. I already have the plan in my head ready to execute to dominate that market. Dominate. And I have a goal, which is to be a top 25 store in the first year nationally. That's a long-term goal, but I'm not going to sit there every day and think I've got to be top 25. I've got to be top 25. No, my goal every day is to, my mindset is to dominate. So what does that mean? Work the plan efficiently and optimally. And then whenever my plan shows weakness, whenever my plan shows inefficiencies, I pivot, I adjust, and then I go at it again. Because really, when it's all said and done, there are the, the the success process really is this: create a plan, execute the plan, analyze the results, refine. And that's the refining is the pivoting. Then you create plan adjustments. You execute, analyze results, refine. Create plan adjustments, execute, analyze results over and over and over and over until you've reached the level that you want. That is the success process. In fact, I hate that it's been buried in the back of one of these episodes. I think I'm going to talk about the success process again tomorrow. So if you've listened to the last, if you've still hung on to the end of this episode, you're going to hear about the success process tomorrow. So, Thank you for everybody who has been listening and supporting. Couple updates. I am working. Hopefully, we'll have the website done by the end of the year. I am meeting with my teams to get the website done. That is going to be where uh, content is going to be hosted. Um, the website. There's going to be the the um, digital copies of some um, 
or digital products for Sales Builder Academy and Sales Escape Plan. And also you can um, watch every, or you can listen to every uh, podcast episode and then the podcast that I have been a guest on as well and start, start reaching out to other podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, you can easily uh, submit a form. So I'm very excited about that. It's just going to, again, that is going to help my process. And so just so you know, I'm going through the same journey that you're going through. There's a lot of things that I have, quote unquote, had to figure out the hard way through trial and error. And I don't want you to have to do that. But there's still things that I'm figuring out because I'm growing and expanding into areas that that I've never done before. And so the good news is, is that I don't fear change. I embrace it. And the phrase is, what's the phrase? Uh, being comfortable with uncomfortable. That's kind of how I roll. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Please download, share with like-minded individuals and talk to talk to your friends about how uh, you can dominate and what you're going to do next year in order to achieve that goal. And see if they can help you with a different process, different plan. But if you want to reach out to me again, a free strategy session and see if possibly there's something I can do to help you in the future. Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye-bye.